It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. High school football starts on Thursday in the state of Michigan. Are we getting back to some semblance of normalcy or what can we expect when the kids take the field? Joining us today, Hugh Burnrider and Lee Thompson, who cover high school football in Saginaw and Bay City, respectively. And this is Behind the Headlines. As I said, our guests today talking high school football and really all high school sports, Hugh Burnrider and Lee Thompson. And as always, my co-host, Vice President of Content for MLive, it is the one and only John Heiner. John, how are you? I am great, Eric Hulkerin. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you for asking. This is the uh, part of the show, every show, so our listeners know where I lament the passing of time so quickly, <laughs> and that uh, we are on the at the cusp of September here. Um, I know we don't, there's no uh, expiration date on podcasts, so who knows when they'll be listening to this, but we are getting to the end of August. Um, as sad as I am about uh, the loss of summer uh, potential activities, we are also at the, uh, the doorstep of one of the great times in Michigan, and that is the beginning of high school sports fall season, and especially uh, the number one big dog sport, high school football. And uh, we haven't had a normal year in high school sports uh, since uh, OT19, um, so there's still a lot of things that are that are up in the air, but uh, we also got some stuff cooking here at MLive that I think is worth talking about, so... Uh, for our episode today, uh, we are bringing on not just one dean of uh, high school sports uh, in one of our markets, uh, Hugh Burnrider uh, from Saginaw. He's been with us for, for um, we were talking about yesterday, but roughly 40 years uh, he's been in this business. Good morning, Hugh. Morning. And just up the road in Bay City, the dean of Bay City High School Sports, Lee Thompson. He's been with us about 25 years. Good morning, Lee. Good morning. <laughs> I can sense the enthusiasm brimming as football season gets ready to start. Well, we've done our media days. You guys have gone out to the camps. Uh, we've written our season previews, and kickoff is Thursday. So just what's the right now in Michigan with everything that's going on? I know that uh, last year was a challenging year, but just how are you guys feeling about the beginning of this season kicking off? Well, talking to, to guys at the media day, combination of like the relieved excited uh it's like almost kind of normal uh you know the football doesn't just start thursday for a lot of the high schools they've been you know working in the weight rooms and, and doing you know summer seven on sevens and last year they didn't have that and if you talk to the players and the coaches it's almost as much a social exercise as a physical exercise and 
And they talk about last year, what they missed was they, they weren't able to, you know, work out with each other and, and do things with each other. And it, it, uh, when they have it this year, they noticed how much they missed it last year. Yeah, they had, uh, they had a lot of hoops to jump through last year just to, to make it happen, just to give them any chance of making it happen. And it was pretty impressive how they all, for the most part, pulled it off. And I think it's a bit of a relief that they don't have to have that hanging over them right now as they head into this season. So it feels normal, but um, we'll see. Yeah, COVID's just hanging around and anybody who follows the news headlines this morning in our budget chat, you know, we're talking about a story we have today about uh, now 20% of hospitalizations uh, in Michigan as of today are breakthrough cases. They're in people who are already vaccinated. So the Delta variant is, is kind of having its way. 81 of 83 counties in Michigan now fall under the CDC's masking guidelines. So it's spreading. Is there, is little, I mean, Obviously, COVID has left all, all with a sense of dread, but is there some concern among the coaches and ADs that you're talking to players about uh, the season possibly being impacted again the way it was last year? There's some. There, there's worry, but uh, it, it kind of uh, – the way they talked, it's like it, it forces you to, to enjoy the moment because you don't know if you got next week. Uh, but there, I think there's a confidence that because they're an outdoor sport uh, – there, there'll be less restrictions. I think from what you hear, if you're outdoors, it's, it's less likely. So I think the fact they're, they're counting on them being an outdoor sport to being less impacted. Uh, they're more worried about the indoor sports, but at least that's what I hear from the coaches. Yeah, I'm getting that same vibe, especially the ADs who had so much thrown on their plate last year. I know that they, and the coaches, whenever I'm talking about the COVID issues, they all seem like they had their fingers crossed for sure. And I don't know, the vibe I'm getting is the kids don't seem to be uh, quite, quite as concerned. Uh, it's just another day in life, you know, when you're that age and the fun goes on. So that they'll take what comes you know, and deal with it as it happens. Yeah, at the pro and college levels, there's a lot more focus being put on vaccinations, uh, you know, coaches um, openly, some coaches like at Auburn who are, are being coy about, you know, whether they're even vaccinated. He got he got COVID um, and he has not supported vaccinations for his players. I think the dynamics a little different in high school. Right. I mean, in terms like schools right now are, are hotbeds of, of parents fighting over mask mandates. But, you know, are coaches allowed to d discuss vaccinations with their team or encourage them to do that? I believe they are. I mean, they're, they're allowed to talk, but uh, I, it's still up to, I mean, it, it's still up to the parents and the kids. They're not going to go over the parents to tell them to, to get a vaccine. But uh, I think the fact that a lot of, well, not as many as used to be, but a lot of them are also teachers. So they're, they're in the schools, they're with the kids. And I think a lot of them as teachers uh, have been vaccinated, at least from the people I talk to. What were some of your guys' takeaways from having to navigate this last year that will help you going into this year? Uh, obviously, you already mentioned, like, don't take things for granted, right? I mean, uh, the fact that you could actually get in front of kids and coaches at the media days and stuff was probably uh, a, a 
you know, welcome relief, um, a, a you know, sign of normal. But what have you what did you learn last year? What were the challenges and what did you learn? Um, yeah, just talking to them was was tough. Talking to players, talking to coaches, uh, always had a mask on. I, I still have my mask just in case. And I think I got four bottles of uh, hand sanitizer left over, too, uh, just in case. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's all the other stuff, the just getting through the, the ticket gates, uh, little things, uh, sitting in a press box, which some of the times you, you weren't allowed to sit in the press box. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of little things that, that, that you didn't notice until they were gone. Uh, but hopefully this year, uh, you know, fingers crossed things are normal. Yeah. There's a lot of little quirks you had to deal with and communication was the big one. You had to come up with new ways to connect with these people. And, um, you know, I went all last year without going in a locker room that was different. And yep. Sometimes you had cover a game from the sidelines, some from the press box, but sometimes from the bleachers, it was a couple different vantage points. You did what you had to do. What what always struck me as unique was, um, and you probably had this too, Hugh, you interview these kids after the game and um, you always want to shake their hand. Always, (laughs) always. And uh, yeah, had to fight that urge because so, so taboo last year to do such a thing. And, and you, instead you're supposed to say six feet apart and, I don't know. I always tried to uh, end my interviews. I'd, I'd say, well, I can't shake your hand, but as soon as you turn around, I'm going to pat you on the back and walk the other way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we reopened our hubs midsummer this year, our, our news hubs around the state. And I managed to get into a couple of them and saw some employees that I hadn't seen in a, a very long time over a year. And, this was before Delta was, was really flaring up again in Michigan. So I got a few hugs. I got a few handshakes and one person, I reached my hand out and it was like, I'd pulled a gun on them. You know, they, they flinched. <laughs> so it's going to be a while before, I don't know if we'll ever go back to quote unquote normal, but uh, yeah, I understand that. Now you, in the spring, things weren't as bad. You guys both cover spring sports too, right? Did Was there a sense that we were getting back to normal or coming out of the woods on that? I think they're fairly normal. Yeah. I mean, because spring sports is spring sports is eight, 500 kids at a track meet, you know, or you're at a, you're at a regional softball tournament and all the parents are there. And so you're talking about crowds of people again. Yeah. They were out. Everything's outside though. Uh, which, which a lot of them point to is that that's being safer. Uh, but I still think even then there was a, it, it, there's still a cloud hanging over it. I, I felt at least the atmosphere was, you know, boy, let, let's play this week. Let's enjoy this week. Cause you, you never know. And the, the, the sense of immediacy uh, was there that, uh, and, and I think it's for every kid that's gone through it the past couple of years is that man, enjoy this while you can, because you don't know all those kids, what, two years ago in March who were getting ready to play in a regional final uh, you know, a couple hours before get the, get the news that, uh, their season's done. Uh, that was, I mean, it, it's something they'll remember for the rest of their lives. Uh, and I think that, that, that still kind of hovers over everybody, all the kids and the coaches that, you know what, 
enjoy this because it could be gone tomorrow. Yeah, the win the winter season was really touch and go down the stretch there, and I think uh, most of the teams were thinking, let's play what we can while we can. You know, mm -hmm. you, a lot of them missed out on the postseason tournament, but they had to play as many games as they could while they could because they never knew what was going to uh, be waiting for them down the road. And that seemed to – it didn't seem like that at all for me in the spring, um, even though it was still out there. But like Hugh said, everything's outside. You don't have the same contact. You don't have the same crowds for spring sports. And um, it's and a lot of the kids were not in school, so there was a little bit of a carefree atmosphere there too. But um, it seemed like spring started getting things back to in the direction they normally are. Yeah, you're talking about that spring of 2020. My daughter was a senior co-captain on our tennis team, and I remember coming back from a, a work trip on a Friday. And that was the day that Granholm, or excuse me, Granholm, Whitmer, Governor Whitmer was gonna have a press conference and talk about school's gonna be shut down temporarily. And I got to the practice cause I, I helped coach the team and the senior girls kind of got in a circle and made a joke about bumping elbows. Like they just thought it was a temporary, like we'll see you soon. That was the last time they were ever all together. And, you know, my, my daughter, too, her freshman year of college was all virtual. She's getting ready to go to campus at MSU this week. And but now Delta's coming up and she got like PTSD, like the hope that this doesn't get snatched away again. And, you know, we go virtual again or whatever. So what you're saying about get it in while you can. Um, and yeah, at the end of the winter season, when some of the teams couldn't make it through the basketball term, at least they got to play you know, and, and maybe have a standard yeah. senior day and things like that, that are, are all part of the pageantry of high school sports. There was plenty of heartbreak to go around there, you know, different levels of it. And, but uh, it was felt by just about every athlete out there last year. Or so and that's something we can avoid going forward. Yeah. Are you hearing from any schools with mandates though, for you having to wear masks to show up at press box or show up at games, or are they asking for, you know, if you're like a sign that says, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, stuff like that. So far, no, so far I haven't heard from any as far as masks, but I, I always keep a mask in my pocket just in case. And, and I got, I got my vax card if they need it. So, but so right. far I have not heard anything here in Saginaw. Yeah. I, 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 anything like that either. But I've got my ears open. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you do. It's funny because every time I put on a, a light jacket or, you know, pair of jeans I haven't worn in a while, there's a mask in the pocket. So <laughs> two in the car. Uh, we'll be finding those for years to come, I have a feeling. You're listening to M Live's Behind the Headlines podcast. Uh, we're joined today by Hugh Bernreiter, sports writer for the Saginaw News, and Lee Thompson, a high school sports writer for the Bay City Times. And we're talking about the kickoff of fall sports in Michigan, the 2021 version, um, and how it's the same and how it's different from, from 2020, and how it's not the same as all the years before 2020. Um, you guys, like I said, you've been here with us a long, long time. Um, how has, just in general, not counting COVID, but from the times that you guys began your runs, how, how have things changed in high school sports in the way that we cover high school sports? Wow. 
technology big time. I don't so I, I started in uh, 1981 answering phone calls and we'd have, you know, 10 guys answering phone calls and, and obviously we don't have that now. Now coaches email or text their, their information and uh, the technology has changed how we cover it immensely. Uh, now we're taking videos with phones uh, that, that was unfathomable <laughs> back then. Uh, and we're working from home and we're, we're using a laptop instead of having to drive into work and, and uh, write the story and lay out the paper. And it's the, the technology has changed uh, everything uh, for the coaches too. I mean, the coaches now are, are using iPads and, and uh, you know, uh, getting their, their film on, you know, being able to send film you know, on, on the computer instead of actual film uh, videotape. So it's the technology has changed a lot of things. Yeah, I, I walk into games now with a big backpack and set up my laptop and then I plug in my phone into it. And I think, remember, I used to show up here with a pencil and paper. <laughs> <laughs> you still have that as backup, right? Absolutely. I never go on my trusty pen. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, before we got on on air today, um, you produced some of his uh, relics. <laughs> relics. <laughs> One was relics. They're relics. They belong in the in the museum, man. I still use this clipboard. I still use the Saginaw News Watchline clipboard. <laughs> For those who cannot see on their screens at home, <laughs> it even has a football grid on it, like you can draw plays up. <laughs> he actually gave them to, to the football coaches that they could use, and then they would remember the phone number to call in the, the results. The score, and, uh, right. What a great yeah, idea. And I actually called that 800 number last night, and it says subscriber not available. Uh, <laughs> I was going to report a score. That's a metaphor for our industry. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, let's let's be honest. John Posnell uh, didn't answer. <laughs> John Posnell, <laughs> Smoking Snover. Yeah, I was a reporter uh, from uh, Caseville. Yeah, right. Well, I got to tell our listeners too that I spent 18 years up in the Bay City area, so the Saginaw Valley League. So I, I know these names and I know these people. So uh, yeah, so, uh, good times. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really honest and upfront with our listeners, and be fair to you guys. We used to have a lot more people uh, oh. on our staff. So, you know, it, I think maybe Hugh at one time you might have had ten guys in your sports department, the Saginaw News, and I know Bay City had five or six. You know, we have people coming in part time on Friday nights to help. And uh, you guys have been through a lot, and I appreciate it. And I know our readers do, and the coaches and everybody, ads who've been around. That, that you guys are the link to the past and you are walking history troves of what's happened in your communities. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, mean, I can see you on the screen. I see, is that all this gray hair at the temples there? But you know, I, I've got, I've got nothing to say about that. No, it comes through in your coverage, you know, and, uh, I, I think Lee, one, I'm going to paraphrase Lee, but every year you do a roundup of great stuff that happened through the year. Uh, through the year. And I think one of yours was, uh, uh, I was there, I saw it, it happened, or something like that, like some amazing thing, right? Yeah. So what would you say 2020 
would fall in that category. Oh my gosh. Pressure's on 2020. Yeah. The fact that you were just there and thought, I guess, would be <laughs> noteworthy. I don't, oh, boy. Okay, I'll take you off the hook. How about this? One thing you're doing right now is covering for us the uh, Little League World Series and the team out of Michigan, right? Yeah. Just really curious how you do that from afar. How Because you, you get quotes for your stories. You seem to have a connection with the, the, the players and the coaches. Uh, how are you making that happen? Yeah, well, I tracked the I tracked the little league state tournament for M Live, and and when Taylor North got down to the uh, final quarterfinals, I I started connecting with them, and um, you know just kind of got a relationship brewing with their coach, and and he's been fantastic uh, to work with. So uh, every time Rick Thorning is his name, I. I laugh every time I call him, he answers right away. He's at the little league world series. He got a thousand things going on and he picks up the first ring every time I call him. Um, but those are the things you have to have now to be able to, to, to do the job well um, from afar. So obviously I'm not in Williamsport. So I try to get the, the feel and the vibes from him and, and what I can from the, watching the games on TV and, you know, the stats are readily available these days too, which is helpful. So, but boy, uh, people love their high school football in Michigan and they love their little league baseball. So they're, <laughs> I, that's you the two hot topics you, for me right now, everywhere I go. Well, having been in Bay city and that that's a little league hotbed there. There's some really yeah. good rivalries and, I always look forward to your coverage of the, the tournament every year there. I was, was highly competitive and a lot of community passion about that. Okay. Shifting back uh, to the football season, uh, M Live's got a baseball a lot guy myself. I don't know if you can see over my shoulder, but I got. I could see. I think I see sixty-one bobbleheads up there. So. Uh, I think I see Honus Wagner's mitt too. Yeah, that's actually Art Buster Thompson's mitt, but. Um, I think Ones could have could have played with it. <laughs> uh, let's talk. Go back to football for the, this season, and let's talk about what M Live's doing this year. Uh, we're doing a little extra this year for our subscribers, um, a, some more season previews. But what other things? What kind of features can people look forward to? And what kind of coverage? Uh, you know, in in your areas, but also just generally. What what's our team of nine high school sports writers bringing people this year? Well, I think today we all uh, posted our, the top players to watch in our region, kind of highlighting the, the, the key players. And, and for fans, uh, those are the guys you want to want to hone in on. I think tomorrow we uh, will have the top games to watch. Uh, and now you can actually go to the games without, uh, you know, going through a lot of, uh, of, of hurdles. Uh, they're going to let you go. Uh, then we'll have our game coverage. We'll have uh, starting next week. We'll have uh, player of the week polls. I think the day after games, our photographers are going to have uh, uh, photos photos all over the place uh, right. uh, on the on the football games from the night before. Uh, just uh, basically giving everybody the feel of of high school football in your region. And every right. week we have uh, uh, our predictions column. <laughs> sure 
I'm not sure that we love doing, but when you show up at a game, you can tell uh, how many people <laughs> they want to know what you said. Uh, <laughs> Makes I've me been, think I should put more thought into it. Yeah, I've been in pregame speeches. I've been in pregame speeches where they said this guy <laughs> picked against you. And they all got mad and trying to help, right? Any way I can. Yeah, that's right. So you become bulletin board material all over the the second oh. valley league. Oh, it, it's massive. Absolutely. Uh, one time, my, my house got toilet papered because I picked against the team. <laughs> but that was you. That was me. I did that. Oh, okay. All right. Um, one Thank thing you. too, I want. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I, I wasn't there for the cleanup. Uh, one thing I want uh, to promote for our readers too. We started something today. Uh, in four markets around our state, um, new a new daily newsletter, and I say daily, but it's Tuesday through Saturday, every morning, delivered to your inbox with uh, stories specifically on high school sports in, in your region. Uh, the ones we've kicked off with are a Bay City Saginaw newsletter. Uh, have a nice job this morning. I think it was dominated by Lee Thompson, so you, uh, tomorrow, you can step up. But uh, uh, one in Ann Arbor, one in Grand Rapids, and one in Muskegon. And all you got to do is go to mlive.com slash newsletters and just check a box. And you're off and running. You're going to get daily updates in the morning on high school sports news in your region. Not just game results, but features, uh, uh, previews, uh, the players of the week, and all this stuff. So it'll be in a handy package for people. And uh, it's a great way to, if you want to hone in, if you don't want to go to MLive to the whole statewide high school feed, want to see your region and you'll see the best of what Hugh and Lee do in Bay city, uh, just in your inbox. So just a little plug there. Um, and then just since we're talking to you guys, what are you excited about this weekend? What's the, what's the big story in your, in your respective markets? Well, uh, for, for me, and this isn't necessarily the best game, but, uh, uh, anybody who's been around Saginaw or even around the state it, it knows that Saginaw High and Arthur Hill, uh, at one time, we're like these incredible uh, football programs. I think the longest intra-city rivalry in the state, like going back to 1894. Uh, I did a story today on the, the 1999 Saginaw High team and the 73 Arthur Hill football team, which are, you know, legendary teams. Uh, just, you know, when they talk about the greatest teams in, in the state of Michigan, those teams pop up. Uh and starting Thursday, because of enrollment and because of low numbers, they're actually merging to become Saginaw United, uh, which is great. They probably needed to do it, but it's still sad uh, because two of the you know greatest football programs you know mm -hmm. at one time in the state uh, are now no longer no longer exist. Uh, so that's kind of uh, it's it's going to be a, a I don't know a great and sad game <laughs> you know that's the start of a new tradition but the end of two uh incredible traditions mm -hmm. and so we can't i will never see a jersey again that says hi on it <laughs> well that's like uh, one of the coolest jerseys in the state yeah yeah sweet sweet black and gold but i don't I, I wouldn't shut that off yet because the in 23 24 the schools are going to merge and they haven't decided on a name. They haven't decided on a nickname. So, so who knows? Maybe in 23-24, you'll see a. They'll go back to a high. Okay, uh, Lee. How about you this weekend or week? 
Yeah. Um, you know, history and tradition are really big in our communities and, and, and football is a big part of that. And that's why I'm excited about the Saginaw venture too, but in Bay city, the, the part that touches on that a little bit is, uh, there's a new coach at John Glenn and that doesn't happen very often. It's, uh, John Horton came in as assistant from Swan Valley, took over that program and, it's really been a tradition rich football program over the years. And it uh, got caught in a little bit of a downslide the last few years. And I think there's a lot of enthusiasm for what uh, coach Horton's bringing to the table. And, and if he can get this thing turned around and, and turned around fast. So I, they, they have a game with Clio on the opening night at home. And I, I have a feeling that place is going to be hopping because everybody wants to see the new John Glenn football and if it's going to match the old John Glenn football. And Lee's uh, going to pick John Glenn every week because he doesn't want John Horton mad at him because the guy has more muscle than the three of us combined. He's, he's like a massive guy. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah, picking John Glenn. Yeah, or he's yeah, not going to go to the our game. media day. At our media day, I had him pegged as our uh, media day arm wrestling champion before it even started. So, <laughs> Well, good luck, guys, this season. I uh, hope we get the whole thing in, and God, I hope that Delta tames down and, and we can have something resembling a normal season. There's nothing like a Friday night, or in this case this week when we kick off Thursday night, but see the lights in your little town where you live on and the people coming out to cheer in the hometown team and uh, MLive is going to have it all. It's the place to come for it. And uh, it's, for, it's because of people like you who've been with us so long and know our communities and, and know the kids and know the coaches. Uh, great work. And uh, here's to a great 2021 fall season, guys. Absolutely. Crossing our fingers. And there they go. A really quick definition before we get into the close. A Watts line, as you heard Hugh talk about, was a wide area telephone service. So if you can think about the phones that you buy today that have minutes attached to them, this is like an 800 line version of that. So you could report back scores and, and things like that to get the stories into the newspaper. And with that, I will say thank you to Hugh and Lee for joining us today. As always, if you like what John and I are doing, subscribe, share, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Till next week, he is John Heiner. I am Eric Halkren, and this is Behind the Headlines.